Welcome to Kessler Foundation's 2017 Traumatic Brain Injury Consumer Conference, Moving Forward, Overcoming Obstacles and Improving Quality of Life. This conference is hosted by the Northern New Jersey Traumatic Brain Injury System, a collaborative effort of Kessler Foundation, Kessler Institute for Rehabilitation, and Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey. The Northern New Jersey Traumatic Brain Injury System is funded by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institute of Disability, Independent Living, and Rehabilitation Research. Grant number H133A120030. This podcast was created and produced by Joan Bank Smith, creative producer for Kessler Foundation, on Friday, September 29th, at the Kessler Institute for Rehabilitation Conference Center in West Orange, New Jersey. Our second guest speaker, Linda Katrupi, presented Options for Travelers with Special Needs. Linda Katrupi is the owner of Mainly Special Needs Travel, LLC, a certified accessible travel advocate and is an instructor at Bergen Community College. Her book, A Handbook for Special Needs Travelers, was published in 2014. She's a sought-after speaker on the topic of making travel more accessible for people with disabilities. Let's listen in. We've been hearing some great speakers this morning, but they've been a little bit serious. I'm, I'm the fun part of the conference. Um, just as a quick background, my career uh, pre-25 years ago was a meeting planner for medical meetings and doing travel for them. 25 years ago, my mother had her first stroke, and she was a dynamo woman. This is not a woman that wanted to sit still and just do nothing and feel sorry for herself. She recovered pretty much from that. A year and a half later, she had another real whopper of a stroke, left her with her right side pretty much paralyzed, anaphasia. But again, she wasn't going to sit home. So I kind of flipped my career a little bit and started learning how to help her travel with special needs. And this just grew like topsy. People started calling me to, for hints, for um, tips on travel. And lo and behold, we now have mainly special needs travel. So what I'm gonna try to do, I only have a half hour, so I can't really delve into anything too much. But I wanted to give you some tips and some um, knowledge from my experience that might help you. Traveling post-injury, it's a new life experience. You will look at everything differently, you will experience it differently, and it can be absolutely wonderful. Families look at things and the person with the disability in a different light Folks come together who have been so stressed out with just the daily struggle of trying to survive. So one of the questions I get all the time is, okay, I've had an injury, now I'm ready to do something. What's the best kind of travel for me to do? Where should I go? Well, taking a nine-city tour of Europe is not it. Um, it's, that would be so stressful and so difficult, you would ruin your whole good time. The best thing to do, truly, is to take a cruise. Cruises are relaxing. Everything is done for you. Your cruise ship is your hotel. 
so you don't have to worry about packing and unpacking every time you want to go to a different island or a different city, depending on where you're sailing. Cruise lines are working very hard to accommodate disability travel and special needs travel because the baby boomers are a huge force here. And the baby boomers have the money to travel and the interest. We all grew up with going places and doing things, so we don't want to sit home. So this has been a benefit to anyone with special needs. The next part of that is, well, what cruise line? I will have to say that I work with Royal Caribbean and Celebrity pretty much 100% of the time. They even win awards for what they do for special needs. I don't book Carnival. It's horrible for anyone that has a problem. And I know some of you have probably traveled on Carnival or traveled on Norwegian. But as a whole, these are not good, good cruise lines for special needs. Royal Caribbean is just wonderful. And we're lucky where we live because out of Bayonne and Cape Liberty, we have two ships. One's a celebrity summit and one's right now Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas. Caribbean, uh, celebrity and Royal Caribbean are owned by the same parent company. So their whole philosophy about special needs travel is the same. They also own Azamara Cruise Lines, but where we live, we don't have that. So that's my first recommendation. Second would be an all-inclusive resort. These are in the Caribbean, what's left of the Caribbean right now, and Mexico. We do not have them in the United States. The one little exception would be a Club Med in Florida. But as far as the routine all-inclusive resort, we don't have them. All-inclusive means literally that. You pay one fee, you get your meals, your beverages, whether they're alcoholic or non-alcoholic, uh, all kinds of facilities at the resort, just about everything that you could do at a um, resort. The good thing about it for special needs <clears throat> is that the Caribbean and Mexico want the American dollar. So they have planned in their resorts for a lot of accessible rooms, and many of them have ways for people to get to the beach, to get to the pool that don't involve steps, et cetera. Now, it's not every resort, I will have to say that, but they're trying. And one of the good things that's going to come out of all of these hurricanes is that the resorts that need to rebuild are now going to pay more attention to building for uh, accessibility. So that's, that's a good thing. You do have to be careful. You can't just go on Expedia and pick a resort and assume that it's going to be accessible for what your needs are. Don't ever do that. In fact, not just because it's my business, but be very, very careful when you just book on the internet. You don't know what you're getting. They can advertise a category of room that looks accessible, that looks wonderful, and when you get there, you're in a room over a garbage can that you can't get out of. 
So you must be very, very careful. They're not regulated in the true sense of the word. Of course, Disney, whether you have children or not, Disney is a wonderful place for special needs. They really, really are acclimated for it, and they love it. So that's always the third option. <coughs> Excuse me. Another question I get is, well, what about um, airports? What am I going to do at airports? It's always a hassle. It's a hassle. I, I can't tell you it's not. I can tell you that uh, the airlines are now training their personnel to deal with special needs um, from the captains on down to luggage handlers. Um, it's becoming a big thing and they're doing more and more classes in it, so that, that's a benefit. At the airport itself, the, the TSA folks that do all the check-in for you, they are having classes. They are trying to train them, but different people are different people. One's going to be better at helping you than another one. It's hard to say what you're going to get naturally. There is something that has been instituted at all airports now that is very important for you. It's called a complaint resolution officer. Every airline must have one of these at every airport. If you're having a problem, instead of yelling at the person at the desk who really can't help you and getting yourself stressed as well as the person at the computer, ask to be connected to this complaint resolution officer. These folks are there to do nothing but help special needs travelers, and they're wonderful. They may not physically be able to come to the desk where you are, but they will work it out by phone. It's an absolutely wonderful thing that's come into play, and you should take advantage of it if you need. If you don't need them, you know, just to bother them is something else. People do just because they know they exist, and that, you know, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But it is really helpful. Going through your checkpoints, the best thing I can say is try and be cooperative. Um, those folks sometimes don't know what to do any more than you do. Try to be prepared. If you have um, medications, if you have special equipment with you, make sure that you have a doctor's letter that explains why you need the equipment or why you're taking the medications, just in case there's a question you can always present it. Technically, that is not required anymore because it was thought to be um, kind of a burden for special needs folks, but my recommendation is take it with you. It can save you a lot of aggravation trying to explain to someone who has no idea what your medication is why you're taking it. You should also put a copy of all of this in your luggage, have it on you, wherever you are when you're traveling, and leave a copy at home with someone who can get in touch with any kind of authority should they need to. The three copies will help you in certain conditions. It's always good to have. 
Another thing that um, I can't stress enough, and if you take nothing else away with you from this whole presentation, travel insurance. I get that all the time. Do I need it? Yes, you need travel insurance. The industry has gotten to a point where everything is legal, everybody sues everybody, and you're not going to get any help if you don't have it. No longer does a doctor's letter saying that uh, you couldn't make the trip because you hurt yourself going to get your money back. It's not. It's not going to do anything for you. You need to have travel insurance. And also, if you're out of the country, there's the medical part of it. You need to have the medical insurance as part of your uh, travel insurance. They're very good at it, and it's really, in today's world, it's necessary. The company that I prefer, that's another question I get concerning travel insurance, is Travel Guard. They are wonderful. If you should ever, heaven forbid, have a claim, they are really good at helping you with the claims. And their insurance coverage is excellent. One thing you need to pay attention to in the fine print always is something called pre-existing condition. You must read that when you buy the travel insurance. It's very necessary because if you don't follow the guidelines in the policy that you're buying, they can deny you the reimbursement. So please kind of remember those few things. Another thing about flying, um, when you're making your reservation, you can, at no charge with the airlines, request a bulkhead seat or an aisle seat. Today, they sell you seats. You don't just get on a plane and pick a seat anymore. Uh, they charge you for where you are on the plane and how close to the front and how close to the aisle and you name it. But um, as a special needs person, you can request bulkhead or aisle. This will keep you up front, and it will keep you to a seat that you can get easily in and out of. It's very difficult to get caught in the middle seat for anyone, but you want to make sure when you make your reservation that you do ask for these up front. <clears throat> Another thing, timing for airline tickets for special needs. The more time you have, the better. But I would suggest if you know your travel six to three months ahead, that's when you should book your tickets because these bulkhead and aisle seats are going to be available. They're not going to throw someone out of a seat to put you in it. But if you're ahead of it, no problem. So that's kind of the time frame I would look at. And actually, it doesn't hurt for any kind of other travel, either for hotel or resort travel. Airlines at this point don't charge for a carry bag. Put your medications, anything important that you need, you must have when you get to your destination, in that carry bag. Do not put it in your luggage. You can go to Rome and your luggage can go to Timbuktu. You don't want that to happen. 
Even if the plane is delayed, we hear so much about sitting on a tarmac for four hours. If you need that medication, you have to have it with you, so bring it in your carry bag. It's very important. And not just medication, anything else that you feel you must have, make sure it goes with you. Sometimes that's even a change of clothing. If you're nervous about getting where you're going and not having um, you know, whatever it is that you need to wear. And sometimes it's just a bathing suit because you want to go in the pool. So, uh, you know, think about that when you're packing. Talking about hotels a little further, um, all hotels now have a central reservation number that you can call and book anywhere in the world. Don't use it. It's, it's not going to be the best for you. The person that answers that phone has probably never been to the hotel that you want to go to. So even though they're going to try to be helpful, they really don't understand the hotel. So find the number of the location of where you want to go specifically and call that hotel then I know you, if you need it, you'll say you want an accessible room. And they'll say, yes, we have one, and they'll book you into it. That shouldn't be the end of the questions that you ask. You want to find out, where is this accessible room? Is it a mile from the elevator? Maybe that doesn't matter to you. You don't care if it's a mile from the elevator. Maybe it does matter. Find that out. Accessible rooms mean different things to different hotels. You need to find out what they're actually talking about. If you can't get an answer that really helps you from the reservation or the front desk person at that hotel, ask for the housekeeping department. Housekeeping knows every room and they can tell you all the specifics that you need. If you're still not sure, have them send you a photo. This is a digital age. We have computers. They can send it to you by computer. If you don't have a computer or you're not comfortable with that, they will mail you a photo. Make sure you're getting what you think you're getting and what you're paying for. It's really important to you enjoying the trip that you're going to take. It's your money, it's your time, and it's your vacation. So you want it to be the best. Once you get to the hotel, maybe the bed is a little bit low for you. Let them know. Call the front desk. Call the housekeeping department. They have toppers that they can put on the beds. Make it a little bit higher. That might be all you need. They can put something under the base of the bed. You need to ask. The reverse is it might be, the bed might be too high. And then you can't get in. It's, it's not easy to transfer. Many cases they can either take the bottoms off the beds, do something again to lower the bed. Going into the bathroom. The bathroom may be accessible, but if you have a wheelchair, the door may be this much too narrow for you. Excuse me, call them, have them take the door off the hinges. That may give you just a little bit of extra room that you need. 
if the room is just too, too crowded, it's just a little bit hard for you to get around. You need more room. Most hotel rooms have like a little table and a chair or two chairs you can sit in. Have them take it out. They'll take it out, no problem. And that may give you all the room that you need. Point being here, whether it's airlines or it's cruise ships or it's hotels, you need to ask for the help that you want. People want to help and especially the, the travel and hospitality industry, that's what they do, they help people. But they can't read your mind. They need you to tell them what it is you want and nine times out of 10 or 99.9% .9 of the time, they're gonna help you and that little something that you needed makes a big difference. Another thing that has changed in the travel and hospitality industry, um, equipment. Used to have to travel with everything you needed. If it was oxygen, if it was wheelchairs, if it was uh, walkers, whatever it was, you had to travel with it, which was a hassle. I mean, it, it is a hassle and you can still do that, no problem. But we now have ways to rent equipment all over the world that is delivered to wherever you're going. It's available for your use in the hotel room when you're sightseeing. It's available, it gets delivered on cruise ships. So you go into your cabin, whatever you've requested is there. You use it for your vacation. When you leave, it remains and you just go. Much easier way to travel than dragging all of the equipment. Now, as I said, you can still do it, or maybe to get to that cruise ship or hotel, you need your walker or some piece of equipment. And then from then on, you can rent the more involved equipment. It's up to you, but all these bits and pieces are available. There's also a new service out there called luggage forwarding, where you can have someone it's a little bit expensive, I will say that, but it, it can serve a purpose. We'll come to your home, pick up your luggage, ship it wherever you're going. If you're going from hotel to hotel and to different cities, they will keep forwarding your luggage wherever it is you're going. So if you don't want the burden of dealing with the suitcase or suitcases, that's another way to go. There are just so many options out there today that will make your life easier and get you out and get you enjoying things again that you enjoyed pre-injury. Does anybody have any questions? Well, I have like five minutes. Otherwise, I have a table out there you can grab me. Yes. <coughs> Travel Guard. Yes, there are several companies out there. Um, and they're all good. I have just found in my experience, they're the easiest to work with, so I'm sharing that. Yes? Depending on where you're traveling to? The insurance? Yeah. Travel insurance is based on the age of the traveler and the cost of the trip, okay. not where you're going. Okay. So they have a formula that they use that they figure that out. No, it's just that you have to follow the guidelines of the policy to make sure that that's taken care of. Yes, ma'am. Um, we have a caregiver, and I mentioned the other day, I was like to go on a cruise. He said, I don't like the water. So um, 
Um, yes, you can. Uh, I personally have a particular company that I work with, they're bonded and insured, but you have to make sure everybody is properly you know, insured and all, wherever you get the person from. Yes, but you can do that. Yes, ma'am. Oh yes, yes, you can rent just a bit. Hospital beds, we've brought hospital beds onto cruise ships, Hoyer lifts, uh, you name it. Yes, they it can all be rented now. Oxygen tanks, the uh, any kind of equipment in that area, yeah. Yes? It does, um, but renting equipment is not outrageous to rent kind of an example, to rent a scooter for an electric scooter for a week on a cruise is about $150. It's not outrageous. It does add a little bit of money, no question about it. But it's not like $500 to, you know, to go on a normal, on a normal cruise. The more involved you get and the more equipment you rent, naturally it's more expense. But your average is for a week on a cruise ship with a wheelchair is about 150. Is that it? Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. No, there are groups we work with. You can do African safaris, you can go skiing, you can go diving, you can do anything. I was trying to approach it as folks that, you know, have not traveled since an injury and now want to begin. So that's, that's my point of, of that. But you can do anything. There's, you can go to the Galapagos Islands. I mean, there's nothing now that we can't do. It takes a little preparation, takes a little time. It's hard to arrange it in 24 hours, but there's really nothing that you can't do and enjoy. Yes? Well, the one, the one setback, I guess, from our area is you're a little bit limited. You can go to Bermuda, Bahamas, you can go down into the Caribbean. You're, you're limited as to where they're going to go because of where we are. Then you, you have to add a flight for some of the other locations. But we can get away, we, we can do something, and it's easy to do. But you have to limit it to the islands. You can't even do Panama Canal from here. You have to you know, go elsewhere. Oh, you can go, right, I'm sorry, I'm thinking down, but yes, you can go Canada, New England, yes, you can do that, right, I wasn't even thinking of that. That's great in the fall, most of the cruises from our area go there in the fall, so you can see the leaves and all that. Thank you. For more information about rehabilitation research at Kessler Foundation, go to www.kesslerfoundation.org.
That's www.kesslerfoundation.org.